Hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson. We are here to talk Alex Highsmith extension. I am very much in favor of it. I think we all saw this coming. Although I am hearing some local media, boy, how could you spend that much money on this guy? And they have too much money invested on the defense, yada, yada. I don't see it that way at all. I am a big believer. Invest in D-line, and he's a D-lineman. He's on outside linebacker. So I have some notes here to go over. Probably be a short podcast, but mostly all favorable. Um, Five-year, $70 million contract. But the key is, you know, there's not, there's only $28 million guaranteed. So the contract itself, he's going to play this year out anyway. So it's really a four-year extension on top of that. $28 million guaranteed really isn't that much for a top, I'm going to say 25 edge rusher type player. And it gives your, you know, contract-wise gives you, and those are all guaranteed over three years. The $28 million is guaranteed over the first three years. So that fourth year, the last year of the deal, they could let him go at no consequence from the way I understand it. If his game falls off, no dead money. Boom. See you later. So that's great. That's how they often structure their deals. Um, it also gives you a lot of flexibility to rework his deal over the next three or four years if you so choose, which absolutely could be in the cards. He is 25 years old. I think he's about to turn 26. So happy birthday coming up here. Um, third round pick from Charlotte. And first of all, I think that is important, you know, that it sends a message to the team that if you are small school guy, mid-round pick, and you earn your way to starter, you get better and better, and we've invested in you, and you've invested in us, we're going to reward you. And the rest of the locker room notices that stuff. And it's not to be taken lightly, and it really does matter. So this past year, he had 14 and a half sacks. But you might not know, he also led the league with five forced fumbles. You know, the the Steelers had remarkably bad fumble recovery luck this past year, but they had the edge rusher that created the most fumbles and the edge rusher that traditionally causes the most fumbles and TJ Watt coming back. So that's going to correct itself in terms of recovering fumbles. And Highsmith is a big reason why, really. So, of course, the conversation, the elephant in the room is, is he Robin DeWatt's Batman? Of course he is. He's never going to be Batman. He's never going to be Superman. But he's a high-quality player. And I understand that the seven games without Watt, he only had three of his 14 and a half sacks. You're going to hear that quoted time and time again. However, when Watt returned, especially the second and third game, from what I remember, I want to say the Colts game, it was pretty clear to all watching that Watt was not yet himself. And a lot of those teams, a lot of those protection schemes with a less than ideal you know, spot in his career, Watt at that point, coming back from injury probably too soon, were rolling their protections to Highsmith. And they always were when, Hot, when Watt was out. So there is a gray area there of when Watt returned and wasn't quite himself versus TJ just dominating and Highsmith getting one-on-ones. Now, there is one thing I don't love or have concerned about with Highsmith. First of all, I think he has a very good get-off. He plays low. He is not just a quarterback hunter. He plays the run well. Good tackler. Good physicality overall. Changes directions can cross your face or beat you with speed. He has some power to him. He has an array of pass rush moves. And when the first one doesn't work, 
He's not quick to shut it down. He has a pass rush plan. But this is more of a numbers thing. I wish his pressures were higher. So I don't know if we've had this conversation much. Sacks are wonderful. Sacks change the world. Sacks kill drives. We know this. And he's been a very good sack guy for the last two years. But sacks on a year-to-year basis are a little or noticeably less predictable than pressures. And what I'm saying here is Highsmith's percentage of pressures that are sacks are very high and might not be sustainable. You would rather he had, like, for example, if you're going to bet on an edge pass rusher X has a ton of pressures, very few sacks, or edge pass rusher Y that has a lot of sacks and very few pressures, I probably would pick the first guy because chances are the first guy's sack numbers are going to go up and the second guy's sack numbers are going to go down. And in this case, Highsmith's that second guy. But I do think he is a developing player and ascending and will get better in that ratio, if you see what I'm saying. So take a quick break here. We'll get more into this as well. Have some more numbers and whatnot. Um, But I do like the move overall. Okay, this actually kind of backs up what I was saying with that pressures versus sacks information. So he finished with an 11% pass rush, pass rusher percentage. And what that means is which percentage, how many, how high percentage of your pressures did he turn into sacks? And he was 58, I'm sorry, he was 58th among pass rushers with pass pressure percentage so we're just talking pressures here it's nothing to do with sacks if you look at edge rushers who created pressures he was 58th which goes back to what i was saying before the break but he did make his pressures count so he he had a it's a it's a real steep jump is the way they say it because his pressure rate was only 8.2 in 2021 and that jumped to 11 which is 11%, which is a huge jump and a good number, even though it was only 58. But he did also, I don't say lucked out, maybe there's an art to it, but he did have better sack numbers and pressure numbers, and I would prefer the other way around. So Highsmith's 55 pressures last season ranked 25th in this study. He produced 35 pressures and six sacks in 2021. So the improvement has been very noticeable for Highsmith. Highsmith tallied 179 tackles, 32 tackles for loss, 22 and a half sacks, and six forced fumbles in his three NFL seasons. Those are all big plays. I, I think that as a whole is very sustainable. Forced fumbles, good tackler, tackles for loss, sacks are going to be there. So again, I'm a big believer in investing in D-line. And frankly, I think this position is in the best shape it's been for quite some time. You have the star. You have a very good number two. I think Golden is a really nice pickup. And Herbig, we'll see. But if he's your four compared to guys like Jones and Roche and those type of dudes, you have a mid-round rookie pick who's an unknown that was super productive at Wisconsin as your number four. I'll take that. You know, I don't want those guys by three. I want him as my four. 
So last thing I have here is NFL.com has this advanced metric called disruptor rate, rate rank. And of all the outside edge rushers and their disruptor rank, Highsmith's behind Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Hassan Reddick, and Chris Jones. So these are all D linemen. It wasn't just edge. Anyone that lines up on the line scrimmage on defense, Highsmith was the sixth most disruptive. And here's what they say about this. Highsmith's arrival on this list after Pittsburgh's much more widely known edge rusher, T.J. Watt, missed seven games. It's not entirely coincidental, but more importantly, it adds to what was already a highly impressive season for an edge rusher who was blossomed in the NFL. Since joining the Steelers a third-round pick in 2020, Highsmith has developed into a surprisingly powerful force off the edge who benefited from playing opposite Watt. But instead of receding into the background when Watt was sidelined last year, Highsmith put together the best career, best season of his career, more than doubling his single high season for sacks and posting a quarterback pressure rate that was better than many of the NFL household's names. That's more than worthy of a spot on this disruptors list. He was number six, again, behind Parsons, Bosa, Garrett, Reddick, Jones. Those are the studs of the league. So I like it. Uh, I mean, the money to me doesn't really make make a huge difference, to be honest with you. Um the cap's going to keep going up. You can dip into that and restructure. So this is a really good move and something I think is a good momentum for camp that we're not talking about, you know, his contract all the time. We'll talk about football. All right. Take care.